What's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels our passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crash Ink Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin Life. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another milepost in the V-Twin Life. We are here at milepost 67 with that girl Gogo out of Colorado. Spends a lot of time on two wheels, works in a dealership dealing with Harleys and motorcycles. And I guess you can say when it comes to riding or whether she's working, motorcycles are a part of her life all the time. So let's get into it. Well, thank you for coming on and, and wanting to come and, and hang out and do a mile post and share some of your stories. Thank you for having me and our friend Brad for connecting us. Yes, very right true. Yeah. Mr. BC11. Brad is a cool guy. I really like him. We became really good friends and ever since he came on at the very beginning and our friendship built and it's really cool. Him and his wife are great people. Oh my gosh. They're the greatest people. Yeah. So, well, let's get in, you know, how did, uh, how'd you get into motorcycles? I guess kind of where did it start for you? So hi, I'm Crystal, but, uh, universally known as that girl, go, go. Um, it's go, goes even on my business cards, but, um, I started pretty young. My dad is a chopper, van club guy and my mom was like a catholic school girl and that's how you make a go-go so um all the responsibility and all the fun so <laughs> that works nice. for me and then um got to ride with my dad and then um growing up in southern california is where i was born and raised um did dirt bikes and things like that in fact that's where i met my uh, son's father was on a dirt bike track at Glen helen and um yeah so I have a 21-year-old son, and we, we went into dirt bikes, and then we got into street bikes, and the rest is history. Now I work for Harley-Davidson uh, Motor Company in Durango, Colorado. And, of course, your son who was deployed, you know, if he was here, I'd love to say, hey, thank you for your service and what he's doing for our country. I can't thank him enough. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's an honor. I'm a Blue Star mom, so that's a fun charity that awesome. I get to be involved with. Um, I don't know if you guys know about that, but it's... Um, I've heard about it a little bit. Yeah. So there were these flags that people used to display outside of their homes that if you had a family member that was deployed, um, it would be one star uh, that's a blue star for deployed. And um, they have different stars for different meanings of things. So, But because my son's deployed, I'm a blue star mom. So yeah, happy awesome. to be a part of that club. <laughs> there you go. And actually, you had a, a big event this weekend went on for when it comes to motorcycle riding. If you want to dive in and share some stories about the event you had going. Absolutely. Um, so we had about 400 lady riders uh, here in Durango, the Mancus Four Corners area of the country. So where New Mexico, Utah, Arizona, and Colorado all meet. Uh, it's called the Four Corners area. And um, yeah, they rode in for um, a camp out that they do annually out here. And we had a barbecue, and I led a ride today out to uh, the Scenic Skyway, which is about a four- to six-hour ride, depending. But we stopped for head lunch, and it was a great day out on the bike today. So, 
Yeah, it was a good nice. time. Awesome. So yeah. actually, well, let's get that. You know, what are what are you riding? You can share with so everybody if some people don't follow you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm currently on an 07 Dyna that I'm building out. Um, I built a 2019 Softail Slim last year, two years ago. And before that, I had a Sportster and I've had a Honda Rebel and I've had, you know, all the <laughs> down the line of all the bikes oh, yeah. that I've owned. But currently it's an 07 Dyna. And I just added the Memphis Shades um, fairing and hand guards and new tires because I had a like a 17-year-old or, I don't know, 11-year-old tire on the back. It's really <laughs> important when you buy a bike, check check that. Like, it's, it's kind of yeah. important. <laughs> this is true. Because you can check the yeah. code. And actually, if you look it up, you can figure out what year, actually even month, your tire was made. Yeah, it's very interesting. And um, while it didn't appear to be bad, it was pretty much a garage kept motorcycle. Um, it looked fine from the outside, but you could tell that it was a too old. And also it had some cracking along the sides. So that would have caused problems had I done a long ride on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. better safe than sorry. Yeah, but I'll be adding um, some Legend Suspension, some Arlen Ness parts, and I'll be doing some paint in the winter. So in Colorado, it kind of, the riding season ends about October. Um, you could be really hardcore and probably go into November, but we do get significant snow where I'm at. And so um, I'm going to be shipping my bike back to California to be um, all redone. So next nice. spring, I'll have um, a really nice bike, but this year I just needed a runner for the summer. Cause I have a big ride coming up in August that I'm really excited about. And yeah. Hitting so state number 50. <laughs> so, so actually excited. that's what I was trying to figure out. Which state is left for you? Yeah. So, um, it's Maine. Um, I did a big COVID crossing tour, uh, during COVID I did a hundred days on the road and I crossed the country did Alaska. I had gone to college in Hawaii, so I'd already ridden in Hawaii. Um, but I was 30 miles outside of Maine and this storm just kept dumping and dumping. And I was going live because I was filming at the same time I was riding during that ride. And I had reservations in Maine that evening and I could not push through that storm. And I was riding by myself <laughs> and I didn't have my Lexan intercom, which I have now, which I'm so grateful for because they have uh, that emergency alert if you hold down the two buttons for 10 seconds it alerts if you're in an accident it tells people where to find you so i had the um, same one because you have the you have the ft4 pro i do now yeah um yeah. but i didn't at the time and so i was just weighing my options like there was a lot of ditches <laughs> and i was like man if i end up in a ditch and i can't finish my ride um at that time i had only done like 26 mm -hmm. of the states Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I was like, you know, Maine will still be here. I can come back from Maine. And so I made the decision to stay, um, on the other side of the state line. And for me personally, my friends are like, you were close enough. You could claim it. I'm like, no, like my integrity, I have to cross that state line. I have to like say I've actually ridden in that state to claim it. So, um, yeah. So this August I have a week off of work and I'll be riding from Mexico to Maine and completing that 50th state and it'll take me about a week but i'm really excited it'll be a long haul and i'm i'm gonna be partnered with some cool um 
I don't know, partners, sponsorships during that ride. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. So you have to follow me on social media to get That'll involved. Awesome. But, but I can tell you, if you find me at a gas station, you might gas up with GoGo sponsored by Rider Justice. So, yeah, I'm really excited about that because gas prices are so high right now. I know. It's freaking insane. It's so, so follow frustrating. follow me on my big trip, um, yeah. You might be able to fill up or top off your tank if you catch me at a gas station on my big trip. So that'll be awesome. I think it's cool now. See, that's a fun thing doing this. You got a lot of people with the newer bikes, you know, everybody running the M8s, but I've, you know, myself, I ride an 04 and I just, I love the twin cams. And it's fun, you know, other people like yourself, you know, having yours, you know, your twin cam. So have you done many upgrades or is the engine kind of somewhat just stock and a little bit just to give you some more oomph or where are you at? Yeah, with that? no, it's, um, currently a hundred percent stock. Um, it was like a grandpa bike. It is an 07 with only 11,000 miles. Oh, so, Jesus. um, yeah, I'm, uh, changing out the, uh, uh, front engine mount because there is a bit of a shake. I added new bars, but it was completely bone stock when I got it. And, um, I just needed a runner for the summer. So I'm going to be able to cruise up there just kind of on a stock engine and with hey, about 12,000 miles now. Yeah. Whew. That was, yeah, and, a long time ago and, for mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, again, when I redo it this uh, fall and winter, I'll be doing a lot of upgrades. So I'm excited to share that build with awesome. everybody when it comes through. Yeah. That'll be super cool. So what's one of your favorite areas you enjoy riding where, you know, if you're just, you know, get out for a good day ride in your area, do you have something that just really speaks to you that you enjoy? Yeah. So, um, I'm only a year now in Colorado and I fell in love with Colorado because, um, I don't know, their motto is like colorful Colorado. And it's so true. Like it actually has seasons and it has, you know, the beauty, it kind of feels like Colorado's bragging at the moment because it's so mm. gorgeous here right now. Like that ride I did today was unreal. We did the um, scenic Skyway, and uh, that's a four-hour ride. It goes through Telluride, Ore, Silverton, and Durango, kind of a big loop. But um, my favorite, like, local ride, and I've done it several times since I've been here, is uh, Viacita Lake and Lemon Reservoir, which is about an hour outside of the dealership. So you can go run that loop, and it takes you around a beautiful lake, lots of rivers and you know, water. I'm a water person. So I really enjoy <laughs> when the um, road kind of goes up against the river and things like that. So locally, that's my favorite ride. And then uh, nationally, so far, I mean, obviously I haven't hit Maine yet, but um, is Lolo Pass, which is from Montana down oh, to Idaho. I did that two years ago. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 100 miles of twisties, and the river runs on one side, and there's a mountain on the other side. And I really dig those kind of rides that are more um, in nature. Like, it's really untouched. You know, for Lolo Pass, there's only one gas station in that 99 miles of twisties. So, Yeah, really I made sure remote. I filled up in Missoula when I stopped at Grizzly Harley-Davidson. Because I was through yeah. there. I was doing my ride 1K in a day, and I, I just happened to see the uh, Harley sign. I'm like, perfect place, because it was hot. I'm like, good place for a pit stop. And then... You know, of course, there's gas station right across the highway. I'm like, well, hey, this will work because I'd had a gas stop plugged in a few miles down the road. But it's like, heck with it. We'll get it here and be done. But, oh, I know Lolo Pass was just beautiful. That was the first time. Well, I've only done it once. And 
It was gorgeous. I know you got the uh, Clearwater is when you're going down the Idaho side, but I can't remember the river on the Montana side that you're riding by. But I had some great GoPro footage of it, and it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, same here. I don't even think I've put together that uh, YouTube content yet. I have like 40-plus hours of filming from that ride that I just – you know, I really give people who do YouTube – um, way credit. I mean, they deserve the biggest round of applause. Like my friend Stacy with Ride to Food and some other friends that we have in the industry, they spend hours and like weeks preparing for these drops. And um, I can film all day, but like editing and then putting in the audio and all the things like to make it a real production uh, is a skill that I don't have. <laughs> so <laughs> I really I give one, applause I... to those. Yeah, I had a 90, I had about 90 minutes of footage between 60 to 90 when I did a toy run. I figured, okay, I want to, you know, put this together for a little YouTube video and I'll try to cut it down to 10, 11 minutes. And I think that took me like seven or eight hours. And I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, another one that I really enjoy is Law Abiding Biker, their documentary when they do their big trips. I mean, those guys, the countless hours and days they spend on them and is awesome. I mean, they're so cool to watch, but... It's like, I just had, you know, an hour of footage to cut it down. It took me forever. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And our friends, I don't know. Um, I'm going to be on their podcast next is Two Lane Life. Uh, mm-hmm. Lance. And, yeah. So they film, they ride, they film, and they do a podcast on top of it. I mean, their stuff's it is awesome. It is so great. Yeah. And really fun, really cool guys. So, yeah. I'm I know. Excited. I would love to hook up with those guys and, and talk with them too. And they were just up in... Um, Sturges a few weeks back going through South Dakota and I actually I bookmarked one of the places they were at the boar's nest just outside of Deadwood and it looked like the coolest bar I'm like we show my wife and friends because we're going over there in 10 11 days we leave it's like we've got to check this bar out do you want to know my tip for Sturgis it's kind of outside of Sturgis but it is my well, absolute yeah. favorite place okay did is you that ever out watch Spearfish yes yeah you did were telling you me about watch- that years oh yes did you ever watch the movie Dances with Wolves? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Many they times. filmed a scene um, back in Spearfish Canyon along the river, and there's, like, wild blueberries, and there's, like, $13 a night campground back there. And it is gravel. It is, you know, not a paved road, but totally worth it. And it's so amazing back there. It's away from everyone and everything, and the stars at night are are amazing. So, and there's a fun cave you can like climb up into. It's a, a distraction from all the motorcycle stuff. So if you really enjoy just like nature and getting away from the hustle and bustle, which for me, I love, yeah. um, that was right up my alley. So yeah. And that's why I'm kind of excited to go there when it's not the bike rally, when it's not Sturgis, so it won't be as crowded because I love history. I want to go see stuff. You know, we were talking about that area. You said, you know, you'd send me the information where it's at a little pin or however but then also you know going to mount rushmore and devil's tower riding the needles highway through spearfish canyon when there's not going to be a million people there i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and i'm excited as i'll get out it's gonna be so much fun i think you're gonna have the best time uh just be prepared for any kind of weather this time of year um you can get some crazy storms and stuff through there so i experienced that going over lolo it was like 107 in missoula I got to the top of Lolo Pass and it was an absolute monsoon. I'm like, <laughs> crap, but it's like started raining. I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. 
and it quit within five minutes. But in that five minutes, I mean, I was soaked. And then yeah. it wasn't 10 miles going down the other side. All of a sudden, it's like you're back in the canyons and it's a hundred degrees and then you're dry. I'm like, well, that was short lived. Yeah, it was drizzly the whole time I went through Lolo. So I just put my rain suit over my regular clothes and I stayed dry the whole time. Um, wow. Those things are great. Like I have a one piece like whoop, whoop, whoop. And <laughs> it's great just for even riding in general because it gets the bugs. Like it keeps your clothes clean. I don't know. I pack yeah. really light. So anything like that that like maintains my clothes keeping clean a little longer than. Yeah, true. Yeah. It does make it nice. That was my big thing when I was, you know, before I had acquired my road glide. The biggest thing I wanted was hard bags. Just because like you're saying, when you're traveling, you can't control the weather. You're going to get into inclement weather, rain, you know, the crap. And knowing that you get to a destination, having dry clothes, if you happen to get caught in the storm was the biggest selling point And the only option I really cared about was having hard bags. So I know I had dry clothes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that, and, and again, having a fairing of some kind, whether mm -hmm. you're, you know, like I'm on a Dinah, so I added that Memphis shades one, but I know people who just have a street glide or road glide for that added protection, you know, from the elements and wind fatigue really is a thing. Like people don't really oh. talk about that too much, but I can tell you like on rides where it's been like, you know, you feel it all in your chest the whole it time beats you ride. You. Yeah. You get yep. fatigued and then you're like, man, why am I so tired? That was a short ride or whatever. And you, you know, you can figure it out later. It's the elements that are hitting you. So having the right gear, having the right protection on those longer hauls for sure. Um, matter at least to me <laughs> oh i 100 percent agree i remember i took a buddy's triumph for a ride he had a bonneville and had no windshield on it yet and i went for like maybe an hour cruise and just you know even at 55 60 i'm like this sucks i don't like this you know at that time i think i had my boulevard i mean which i had the windshield and everything on the front and so you do get that wind protection and you go riding a, a bike and you have none it's very true that wind just beats you up and you know yeah. you're your body, you're constantly, you know, hanging on a little bit harder and whatnot. Uh, but it is very true. Wind fatigue is absolutely true. And not just wind fatigue. Like, I don't know, riding through Colorado right now, it is spring has sprung and there are bees and bugs. And I mean, crazy amounts of things are like hitting you all the dang time. And because they put down um, gravel for the snow, now you're having rocks come at you. And like, you know, I just... I think about that kind of stuff and I'm like, yep, there's a reason why we have the protections we do and we wear the things we do. And yeah. yeah. Very true. Yeah. The bugs this time of year are horrible. <laughs> We're still waiting for summer to get here in Washington. We've had the wettest spring going. I mean, it's June and we're, I think we're at like 60% of our yearly rainfall already. Oh, wow. I mean, That's it, amazing though. Just Honestly, because we need give up. We need we it, do, though. but I'm I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I want warm weather and sunshiny and riding weather. Well, I can <laughs> tell you it was like 98 in Durango, Colorado, so come on by. <laughs> it's like gray clouds and maybe 50s here today. It's depressing. Oh, bummer, dude. It's been that way. I, like I said, I can't remember. I lived in Washington my whole life here in the Olympic Peninsula, and I cannot remember a spring that, this wet ever. It's insane. Yeah. 
but it is what it is. You know, hopefully we'll be getting better weather soon. And I've been watching, like, I got all these cities plugged into my weather app on my phone and just looking like, oh, it's going to be so warm when we leave. I can't wait. Yeah, I have, I don't know, probably eight or nine in mine, too. And then I love that app. I don't know if you have it, but I invest. I think it's like a $14 app, which is kind of expensive, but it's called On The Way. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So it's the coolest thing. I'm going to tell you all about it because it's so rad. Um, so you plug in where you're at and where you're going for the day. So maybe you're going from home to Vegas, let's just say. And it actually says what time are you leaving? And it tracks along the way, like what weather you're going to hit at different increments during your travels. And if there is a weather, traffic, um, lightning storm, anything like alerts, like fire or road closures, it lets you know while it's happening, like it's in real time. So I That's use awesome. that specifically. Yeah, it's an amazing app. And um, it's nice because then you can kind of gauge if you need to take a detour or something ahead of time and it is live so it changes as you're traveling so that That's you're aware of things on the way yeah, it's on the way nice i gotta check that out that would be super cool totally worth it so for me i'm definitely afraid of lightning storms like really really afraid of lightning <laughs> and so it alerts you when it's 30 miles out when it's 10 miles out and when it's five miles out so it's like Hey, there's a storm in your future, maybe seek shelter. And then it's like, it's getting closer. You should probably start looking for like shelter. And then it's like, seek shelter immediately. Like it like alerts you, um, which is nice, especially with the fire dangers. You know, you can be traveling across the country and not even know that you're riding straight into a forest fire, you know? So I have one similar. It's not like that. It's a weather one called my radar. And if you yeah. allow it to follow your location, it'll let you know, hey, rain starting in five minutes might be stopping in 20 and lets you know inclement weather things. But I think maybe you program more stuff, it might be more. But I feel like yours sounds pretty freaking nice. I might have to check yeah, into that. I, I did both as well as I think at one point I was using Weatherbug as well because my friend, like Stacy, she had mentioned um, the Weatherbug one. And that seems to be good on the alerts as well. So. I just think more information is better. It can run in the background while you're traveling. And um, I don't know. I travel alone a lot. I ride alone a lot. So um, I don't always have other people looking out for my um, situation. I always try and look out for myself. Oh, you know, being prepared, you know, and kind of having a heads up of what's coming is, I think that's great. I said, I'm going to have to look into that. That would actually could be really nice. Mm hmm. Like I'm happy to share information. Like I, I try and get all my friends, all the things. Well, it's nice to me. Plus, you know, like you're saying, you've done I me, mean, you've, you know, hit 49 of the 50 States. And, you know, I'd say you're an experienced motorcycle traveler and everybody has different levels of where we're at when it comes to traveling and planning and prepping. So, you know, sharing advice, little things, I think with other people, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, even if a guy is highly experienced, everybody has, maybe something different or they can lend to that piece of the pie and you know, we can all learn little things and just help be better prepared. Cause I don't think you can ever be 100% prepared for everything. I mean, there's always going to be some monkey wrench, but if you can try to prepare yourself the best you can, then enjoy it and life's good and have a good time. So aside from my like long haul travels, which is always fun. I don't get to do that as much now because 
I'm working at that dealership and I work a bunch of the rallies and events across the country. Like I just came from Live Fast Rally in California and I did the Good Ride, which is a veteran charity ride. I'm really, really big on charity. Um, that's kind of my big philanthropy piece to my uh, ride party philanthropy. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, yeah, so aside from the long hauls, I get to do a lot of rides, whether they're charity rides or beginner rides, um, like, or like this group ride. It was just a tap room takeover. It was kind of like a meetup, and we're going to go take over this local tap room, this local business, and try and help boost their sales for the day. So a little bit of community love. and Yeah, honestly, it was fun. We um, leave from the dealership, and we ride out every two weeks to a new business. And um, we basically buy everyone's first round, whether it's an iced tea or a beer or whatever it is. So, yeah, um, yeah it's fun and it does help our local community. And I encourage more people to like ride out, whether it's locally or um, longer hauls like the rallies. So like Four Corners Motorcycle Rally is here in the Durango area Labor Day weekend. And that's pretty exciting because I work here now. So I get to be a part of kind of what's going on behind the scenes and getting things ready for motor company as well as other motorcycle companies to bring out their demo trucks. So I think BMW and Royal Enfield and maybe some others will be bringing their trucks out and doing demo rides. And we have camping this year, which we haven't had camping in a few years. So that's exciting. And yeah. I'd say the new, what is the uh, Royal Enfield Himalayan? I think that thing is freaking cool. It sure is. I was really, really hoping to uh, connect with Royal Enfield because there's so much dual sport riding out here to um, do some riding for them or with them. And it just didn't happen this year. I was really, really hoping, but um, yeah, it didn't come through. So maybe next year I'll be uh, on a Royal Enfield Himalayan and showing you guys some of the back routes. Like there's a place called Kennebec Pass and they have what's called the Notch and you can only access it on a dual sport motorcycle. So pretty exciting and i really want to get out there i want to take people on those back roads and show them new roads that they can ride and i think that'd be great because like for myself i live at the base of the, uh, the olympic mountains and there's oh, all nice. kinds of forest service roads and trails and whatnot where i think that himalayan is the right size where it could be a lot of fun for you know forest service roads the guys in the bdr roads and whatnot it i don't think you know a highway bike it's not there but it would be a super fun little backcountry bike and the price for it's not bad. And, you know, you get the little panniers that come on and you want to, you know, get the other options with it. And I would love to go take one for a week and I think it would be awesome. Yeah. The weight is perfect. So I have a four wheel drive truck and you know, those single track um, tow hitches, it mm -hmm. will actually like it weighs less or it's weighed correctly for one of those um, single track so I can take my truck up four by four and then take the bike even further so I can get to new places that I couldn't get to in my four by four truck. So yeah, not just the price point, but like, it's a really well, like their motto is built like a gun. You could take it apart and put it back together. It's really well made. Um, and our service department. So we have a service department at Durango Harley Davidson that also works on rural infields because we sell rural infields. And um, they say they never come in for, you know, repairs and services just because they like are so dependable and reliable. So and yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. And it's not as heavy as like per se the 
um, Harley Davidson Pan America. While that has amazing features and technology behind it, it's a lot heavier and it's a different price point. So I think it's a different demographic that it's hitting. I think it definitely right. compares to the BMW and the Ducatis and the KTMs of the world. And Royal Enfield is uh, just more accessible for most well, people. I don't even think it's 500 cc's. I can't remember the exact one. I remember seeing it down at um, Paradise Harley-Davidson when I went down there last year for the uh, Crash Inc. reveal when Paradise started selling Crash Inc. apparel. I went down there with Brad and met up with him and was there, and I'd seen him there. I'm like, this thing is sweet. Yeah, it's really neat. And it's a good height, like a good seat height for most people. You know, it's not super high. It's not super low. Um, mm -hmm. It has a great suspension. And that frame, like you were talking about, you can add in those panniers. You can add in accessories like extra fuel or water or whatever you need. So, right. yeah, it's real versatile. So I also am very looking forward to uh, getting on one for myself and getting out and exploring. Hopefully you do. Yeah, that'd be awesome. See some cool <laughs> videos, some, some Colorado backcountry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? And even in the snow, like I want to go take a Himalayan out in the snow. Like I just, that sounds be so fun. fun up on the trails. Yeah. 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 So now I know, of course, obviously it's kind of might be a dumb question, but you are the type of rider that really enjoys touring. So, you know, kind of what's one of your favorite parts you think of, of touring that why you enjoy it so much? Um, so for me, it's like when you get out on the road, um, for me, it's like a form of meditation. I guess that's the easiest way to put it is it takes such intense focus on what you're doing. Um, kind of everything else just kind of like melts away, like mile by mile, the stress and the worry. And I tend to be, anyone who knows me, I stay um, pretty structured and uh, disciplined in my day-to-day -day life. So when I have an opportunity to not think about anything else, it's kind of um, a beautiful moment for me and I enjoy it tremendously. So anytime I can get away for like four or more hours, it's like I come back a whole new person with a bigger smile and more energy to take on the world. So that's why I enjoy touring. <laughs> I totally agree. Even there are times where even you're having a bad day, even if a guy can get out, you know, a person get out on their bike for a half hour, 40 minutes, I think can really change your whole attitude, whether, you know, from just a day that's just been shit and you can just feel a whole lot better and you come back. It's almost like, you know, a different person relieved and just feel good. Yeah. That yeah. what I call it the two wheel therapy. Yeah, exactly. Two -wheel th oh, we got a question. What is that? Actually, Goose just had a Royal Enfield dealer open up here, but he hasn't been down there. hasn't made it yet. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to take him on a test ride. And if you do come into Durango, we have an airport. You could fly in and ride out. So you could just pick up a Himalayan <laughs> and, and hit, hit and the road. Go. Yeah. Why not? That'd be <laughs> awesome. I know. I was we just looking up had, on... What's that? I was just saying, we actually had a customer from Texas. He um, found a bike he loved from Durango Harley online and rode 800 miles in two days traded in his old bike and left on the bike that he bought that same day. And he was just over the moon thrilled. And he's been sending me pictures of all the upgrades he's been doing. And yeah, it's kind of neat, like being part of those experiences because I am like the web and BDC, which is like a business development part of the Harley world as well. Mm -hmm. And so getting to put out, like create an ad and then have a friend or somebody from social media, 
see the ad and then like take in direction to buy it from their local dealer or from our dealer or from you know motor company it's so fun seeing like the actual step by step like how the process of getting someone on the perfect bike for them takes place like for me that's super exciting and then new riders too you know like i talk to women all the time about getting on motorcycles and taking the jump start which is like a mounted motorcycle or you can mm. turn it on and you can get up to third gear and the wheels spin and you get that feeling, the sound, all the excitement of the motorcycle, but it's not actually like on the road. And then they go from that to taking like a rider safety course or MSF course and then watching them get their first motorcycle and go out on their first rides and group rides and, you know, continue down that path. It's just exciting for me. So I totally dig it. That's awesome. I think it'd be so cool to buy a bike. I'd love, you know, it's always been a, I guess in a way, a dream of buying one that's three, four days away and flying down there, getting it, and then enjoying the ride back home. I think it'd be so much fun. Yeah. So we do that here uh, because of the airport. You can fly in and then ride, ride it home. Yeah. I was just looking on Google Maps. It's 20 hours and 47 minutes to Durango from my house. I mean, (laughs) that's like a 1K in a day. Yeah. Those are fun. I need to do another one. I Me too. I've done one in two years. I want to say it's been three years. And my girlfriend, Carolee, just got the um, women's record for the 1K in a day on her new Indian. She has like a limited edition Indian. And it's a big bagger type. And she just rocked it. I mean, I think she's got like close to the guy's time. And so now Holy I've got crap. some stiff competition. Yeah, like real stiff competition to get that record. But... Carolee knows I'm coming for her because I'm a very competitive lady. So, <laughs> well, it's like years and years ago when I first when I stumbled upon. I know because there's a two different societies. I mean, they've had their issues, but that's besides the point for this part of my conversation. When I first discovered the Iron Butt Association, I was talking to my dad. This was probably ten years ago, if not a little longer. And he's like, "Why would you want to do that?" He goes, "That is just <laughs> stupid to want to do a thousand miles in a day, blah blah, and putting it down, putting it down, just give me crap." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah. It was like four months later, I'm up at his house. She's like, hey, do you see my paperwork up over there and my little license plate? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I look back, you know, his iron butt certification paperwork is live. I'm like, what the hell? He's like, yeah, me and the guys decided we were going to go do one. I'm like, you're such a dick. I tell you about yeah. it. You tell me it's stupid. And then you go do it first. Nice job, dad. Well, played. well, and that's the nice thing. I think you can actually do them both if you get the paperwork all done correctly. I think you could, you know, not oh, birds. Yeah. And I did my, you know, I went through when I did my first one. I've done the ride 1K in a day. I really like his format on that. It's a little more um, user-friendly, I guess you could say. Yeah. And really cool. And, you know, I did mine August. It's been two years now. and It was August 20th. I think oh, that's, that's right by my birthday. Yeah, I went from here in Port Angeles to Missoula, over Lolo and down, looped around Boise to my best friend's house just outside of Meridian. Did 1,018 miles in 18 hours. Nice. Very good. I um, went from Carlsbad, California to Carlsbad, New Mexico, and it was just over 1,000 miles. But I didn't time mine properly, <laughs> so I ended up like, right at 23 hours because when I did the travel, I had to take a detour, and so I didn't stop the clock. And then I got to the hotel, I took a bath, 
And then I was doing the math and like sending the information in to kind of finish up my ride for the day. And that was when they were doing social media, like live posting. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was like five miles short of my a thousand miles. (laughs) So in my pajamas, I get back on the bike and I head to, you know, five miles down the road and I got to a gas station, got my last receipt and I had my thousand miles then. And I turned it in like 23 and change. It was like the closest I'd ever been to like the full 24 hours. So I was like, I absolutely have to redo this. Cause, um, yeah, I guess math is not my forte. <laughs> my first one, when I, when I did mine, I started at three in the morning. Cause I'd rather get to the area I was going, you know, the plan was still some daylight when I'm going through areas that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And I go to, I fill up and go to get my receipt and the gas pump wouldn't give me a receipt. It's saying air. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, I, okay. So I roll up to the next gas pump, the gas station, get like 10 cents worth of gas. Cause I'd literally filled mine to the rim, hit yeah. print receipt, you know, printing air wouldn't give me a receipt. Oh. I'm like, fuck. I take a picture of my odometer with my phone. Of course it's time stamped. I message yeah. Rambo. I'm like, Hey, I've tried twice. He's like, Hey, you go screenshot the picture with the time, you know, on, cause with an iPhone, you get the time yeah. when your picture was taken. He goes of your odometer. He goes, we can make it work. Don't worry. I'm like, Sweet. Thanks. And then, you know, off I'm going. But yeah, that was my forte in the first one. And then, of course, you know, I mapped it out. I figured my time was different, but I'm losing an hour because I'm going east. So instead of, you know, I'm a 10 hour mark, also new times up being now it's 11 hours. I'm like, oh, shit, I never thought of that. (laughs) Yeah, I had the same. I was going east uh, to New Mexico. So I encountered that as well. And I've had girlfriends who uh, rocket basically kind of just straight shots mm-hmm. and they get phenomenal times. Like, so I'm kind of watching to see what other people are doing, you know, for those records. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm coming but for it, you, Carolee. She knows it too, though. <laughs> yeah. They're fun, but sometimes it's also I not a huge fan of just pounding interstate miles. I like to get off on the side highways and, and see, you know, some of the other places too. But then with those, you also got to remember you are kind of riding the clock, but it's also fun exploring and, you know, taking your time to a certain extent, but not, you know, stretching your day out to a 20 hour day, but it is fun. And a lot of people I know I've had some friends, you know, criticize, why would you want to do that? It just seems crazy. I'm like, it does. But you, you know, for me, when I hit that 700 mile mark or 750, I had plotted my whole map out on Google Maps and then sent it to my phone. And when you can start seeing that time clock, you know, two hours to your arrival or 100 miles, seven, it's like you start getting that second wind. And I caught an awesome sunset going down through the Idaho panhandle off Lolo and going down there. It was just beautiful. And the weather was great, except for the, the one little shower. But yeah. it was so much fun that I can't wait to do it again. And when I went to my best friend, he's like my brother. He told his neighbors they were all following me, and they'd made actually it's hanging up here. I'll have to send you a picture. They took the Ride One Cana Day logo and put it on this big poster board and covered it in orange glitter and Harley colors oh. and said, "You know, congratulations and all this stuff." And as soon as I pulled in his driveway, he ran in and closed the garage door because they had it taped to the door. So I built a big custom frame and I have it hanging above my tools in my shop. That is awesome. It was cool, and I love the support you got. That is that's really what it's about, right? is having those friends and family like support you on whatever your bucket list is. So if it's the 50 states or the one can a day or whatever, just knowing that you have a whole community of people cheering you on, 
I think that definitely um, helps with that whole, you know, getting through those tougher, you know, miles, because it's not all easy miles. We'll, we'll say that anybody who's True. done any significant bucket list, you know, ride, um, they know there's some miles where it's long and dragging and, you know, the weather or whatever, the bugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going through Texas. I'll tell you a funny thing. I just crossed into the Texas um, right off the 10 and it was desert. I mean, it was like the worst miles I had been on in a long time. And a dust devil came around and I was like, whoo, almost like blew off my bike. So that was scary. And then the very next thing I saw was these giant black things in the road and I thought they were potholes. So I'm trying to avoid them. And they were giant spiders. <laughs> like, Holy crap. no joke. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm out of there. Exactly. I was like, I had to, like, I got past all of it. And then I pulled over. I'm like, hey, Texas, are there any other dangers to the fire swamp I need to know about? <laughs> oh, shit. That's the reason I like to pack a gun and shoot shit like that. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like one thing after the other. But, um, yeah, Texas, I'll be in Texas twice this year. There's a uh, ladies camp out called the Coyote, Coyote Call or something like that. Um, and there's cabins and then I'll also be spiders at are Creek. almost as bad as cows. <laughs> They're Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want one of those crawling up on you while you're riding. Mm -mm. No, no. And then born free will be in Texas this year. So I'm excited to be at uh, born free Texas in, I think September, October as well. So oh, cool. Texas twice this year, Maine. I think I have one more trip to Vegas, California, that area, maybe Reno, and then that's it <laughs> before the next spike build. So we're going to Reno for like what, hot August nights or anything? Um, I think it's called Street Vibrations or something oh, yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Or um, I think there's one called the Tahoe Shit Show, which just sounds funny to me. And um, yeah. it's in Lake Tahoe area. So, yeah, that, that just looks like fun. And then I have I a girlfriend uh... who's doing a Lulu, luau on the Lolo. So keep an eye out for that flyer, too, because she's going to do a luau where you just show up. Like, she's going to drop a coordinate and be like, everybody meet up here. And um, we're going to have an impromptu ride out and party on the Lolo for a luau. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I think yeah. there should meet be more here. rides like that, in all honesty. I, I work for rallies and rides and stuff, but I think sometimes the best rides are, hey, there's no sponsors there's nobody like in charge like you're in charge of yourself like just get to this place and we're all going to have a great time and you're responsible for yourself and you're responsible for packing out and you're responsible for you know and i think some of the best um group camp outs i've ever been on are just like those impromptu rides where it's like just a few friends or something and you just pick up pick a spot and show up yeah we put together a small one it's next saturday for because last year i saw all kinds of stuff you know on instagram these like moto vlogger content meetups, you know, seen yeah. them down in California, down in Florida, East coast, everywhere, but there was nothing up in the Northwest. So I sent a message to a few people and those people kind of forwarded it out. And next, you know, I got a message uh, back from as the magpie flies, Amanda Zito. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Hey, I would love to help with this. She goes, you know, kind of used to be my, what I kind of used to do stuff like this. I'm like, Hey, awesome. Cause I really have no experience and I just kind of want to get people together and, it took off, so there's a bunch of us meeting down a little town called Packwood at the base of White's Pass. On It's the most southern pass, uh, the Cascades in Washington. Wow. For like a one-day meetup, go do a ride up by Mount Rainier and do a big photo. And, 
you know, meet some, all these other people, whether you're, you know, Instagram, YouTube, whatnot, and mm-hmm. put some actual faces to the names and hang out for an afternoon and enjoy a little ride. And then we're all going to go on our way. That was the nice thing. That sounds amazing. I, I wish I could attend that. Um, but I know too, Adam Sandoval does one at his stubborn American and it's a lot of um, vloggers, YouTubers, and mm-hmm. um, I hate to call them influencers, but the, the community of creatives, yeah. um, the motorcycle yeah. community. Yeah. And they all meet up at the stubborn American uh, rally with Adam Sandoval out in Oklahoma. So that's also a fun one in the fall. Oh, I yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's got that campground down there. The K river. It's beautiful. The K river campground. And they do a lot for veterans, which of course is close to my heart. And, um, yeah. So they always, uh, do like a bike, um, auction. So like last year they did a trike auction and raised a ton of money for the local veterans. And yeah. So anyways, I like hearing other events where they're doing good in the community. So, and I do too. It's a lot of fun to do stuff. That's why I've, I got to get, I'm do a video soon. I'm, uh, I guess you can say raising the mile monsters flag for mile monsters incorporated. And some people seem like Chris Hopper did his hundred thousand and hundred days and raised yeah. over a hundred thousand dollars. I'm, I can't go to that products, you know, take that much time off work. So in August, I'm giving up a weekend. I think Brad from crashing is going to ride with me and Michael Nielsen, who is two wheels to survive. And we're taking off on a little over 1600 mile ride with the goal of 36 hours. We're going to zigzag the Cascade mountains from the North all the way to the South of Washington and hit Mount hood in Oregon, and then come up the Washington coast. And oh, I've got wow. that out on my the V Twin Life on Facebook. It's pinned at the top of the event, and I think I we put that out a week and a half ago. I want to say, and almost a four hundred dollars race so far, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go over the North Cascades, you know, kind of right. Who started Mile Monsters did a really cool tour. It was his thirteen days, thirteen states eyesight tour. Some of these little boys that had Duchenne's muscular dystrophy sent in places that they wanted to see, but they probably would never be able to. So he took these boys to all, basically took them there and did videos of all these different places. Like I remember one of them was the Grand Old Opry. He rode his Harley down to the front doors and did a video there. And I thought, well, Winthrop in Washington, it's like a Western town, the whole theme of it. You know, we do something in Winthrop. In Leavenworth on Stevens Pass, it's like you just went into the Swiss Alps, the Bavarian village, where, I mean, the town ordinance, neon signs are illegal. I mean, yeah. it looks authentic, like you're, you know, you're, you're in the Swiss Alps and Germany and whatnot. It's super cool. We'll do a thing there. So we're going to go over uh, North Cascades, over Stevens, back over Snoqualmie Pass. We're hitting Blewett Pass, Schnook Pass, White's Pass, and then up over Mount Hood. And so it's going to be a lot of fun, and it'll be a bit of a challenge. But then on the to get it all done in the time frame, it'll be fun. But then you think, you know what, the challenge that these little boys face you know, having a disease that is at this time, 100% fatal. If I can do any way like mile monsters, you know, their goal is to help these boys live their best life and they've done some awesome stuff. And I'm super proud to be part of it. Aside from, you know, sharing their posts and trying to help spread the word. I wanted to do more. And so I'm going to, you know, do this ride with two guys that I know that are experienced with pushing miles and have a good time and do something for an awesome cause and the greater good when it's something that we all enjoy, which is riding motorcycles. So if we can help, then I'm all for it. And I'm so excited for it. It's going to be fun. I totally dig that. And you can definitely, um, 
anticipate a donation from me. And if I can help, obviously I'll help share the word as well, but I'm so excited. And I honestly, thank you for doing that. That's really awesome that you guys are doing that. So thank you for, it's a lot of fun. It it takes, well, it takes initiative. Like it's like, see a need, you see that, that you could do something. And then it's like taking the time, like you're taking time off work and you're doing the production, you're doing all the things and raising the money. It's, a production to just even do it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I think it's awesome. And, you know, thank you. And it's, you know, it's neat through this podcast, you know, starting this, I had no idea how this was going to go as for me, it's like, I wanted to meet more people in the community, share stories, hear stories and the friendship I built with every person, but, and then seeing the journeys of what they've done and, and to be part of it, I think is so awesome. And, so many of these people are so inspiring what they've done. It's like, you know, I, I want to do more. I want to try to help with many different places, you know, organizations just because of the community that we're all part of is an awesome community and an amazing group of, you know, men and women that try to do so much more to, to help people. And well, and you there's know, so many kinda... ways to do it, right? So whether it's a local toy run, you know, around Christmas time, we have one here, it's called the toy run before Christmas. It's a take on the nightmare before Christmas and mm-hmm. it's a toy run in October so that people still have money for Christmas, but can still donate toys for the, you know, Christmas mm-hmm. and the charities around that. So whether it's a toy run or you're just putting in money, you know, for um, a down rider, everybody ha- can find something that they're passionate about and be a part of a solution. So yeah, I think every person who rides can find what their niche is, whether it's veterans or disabled children or, you know, it, there's just so many opportunities to do it. Right. To not do it. I don't know that anyone in my circle is like that. I don't know that anyone's that selfish in my circle. So. And very true. And, you know, that's why I've been blessed with friends. And when I put this out, you know, people started donating. I think it's cool. And it's not, you know, if a person wants to know a dollar, I mean, every penny helps. I don't, if you want to, you know, donate that your cappuccino money for one day. Hey, awesome. Because in the end goal, it's like, you know, Ryan has said when it comes to like for what I'm doing with my monsters, every penny helps to help these boys live their best life and every penny, you know, and they do. It's not so much like he said, there's some videos I've shared. You can see on the page and he's even linked them to uh, the event for the fundraiser. You know, they're not just about, you know, buying vans for this family or, or whatnot. It's, what that, you know, family needs. Maybe one boy needs a, a PlayStation 5. Maybe a family needs assistance with, you know, getting a van or a track system in the house because as the disease gets farther along, it attacks your muscles, so they lose their ability. They get confined to wheelchairs. And, you know, my own monsters have, you know, I've followed it since the beginning, and what Riot and his crew of people have done is so awesome. Even this year, they got 18 riders riding the Hoka Hay, all for my own monsters. They've all teamed up with, you know, helping boys and whatnot. And it's so well, inspiring and, and I can't wait to, to help out, you know, every penny I can get is there, you know, everybody on Facebook can go to the V twin life where the event fundraiser is, it's pinned at the top and anybody wants to make a donation or even just don't make a donation, share the post on your Facebook. It, it helps more people see it. And that's awesome. You know, every, yeah. every bit we can do to get ex- more exposure. I can't thank everybody enough. Yeah. And that's the thing. It doesn't cost anything to share a post. So. Very true. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. And then, you know, we have so many friends in the industry too that um, maybe are cancer survivors. So, like, um, 
sicko. So suck it cancer, right? Have you met him? <laughs> um, they I have, haven't, no. Yeah. So I'm a two-time cancer survivor. And so um, we reached out together. I should be wearing his hat right now, but um, Joey Bago. And um, he has a company that, you know, raises money for cancer too. So I, like I said, there is a way to do good that speaks to your heart. And whether, again, if it's children or veterans or, you know, cancer survivors, there's some way that you can reshare a post and do some good. And I encourage everybody to do that. So. Absolutely. I totally agree. And actually, I didn't know you were a two-time cancer survivor. That's, you know, a story in itself. I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah. But here I am. You guys can get rid of me that easy. Very true. (laughs) And now actually, you know, like we were talking earlier, kind of before all this started, you're going to get the opportunity soon to actually fit your son to a, a new motorcycle. Oh my goodness. You're going to make me cry. Um, yeah. So I get to be my son's first, um, Harley Davidson fit specialist. So I raised him on dirt bikes. I even have like pictures. I should have sent them to you. Um, three and four years old with like training wheels on like a Wee 50 and like, you know, got him into dirt bikes. And then for his high school graduation, his dad and I, um, got him we were like, whatever bike you want. And he opted for like an R1, R6. He was into street bikes at the time. And now that he's 21, I have a 21-year-old son, you guys. Um, he is finally ready to get on his first Harley. He called me and said when he gets back from his deployment, he would love to get like a street bob or something like that. A Dyna street bob, something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to work with him and get him. And Harley Davidson has great financing for active duty military. It's like the best financing options available. So if you know somebody who's an active duty military, um, encourage them to apply for those types of loans while they're still in, because once you're discharged, those don't apply anymore. It's only for active duty. So yeah, we're going to get him financing and then I can't wait for it, but um, I'm going to go to his first duty station. We're going to ride Harley Davidson's together. So yeah, like that'll be awesome. Proud mom moment. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Better get plenty of video and pictures of that one. Are you kidding? I'm going to hire a whole film crew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a hold of two lane life. Say, bring me your film crew. (laughs) Um, I'm, he doesn't embarrass easily, but I think that might be a little embarrassing for him, but, um, he knows me and he knows that it means the world to me to be able to be there for him for those moments in his life. And um, but there, I couldn't you know, be prouder. So many people I've met on here that when you talk about YouTube journeys, part of it, you know, they say they do it for is the memories later in life. You know, maybe their grandkids can look back and say, hey, you, you know, you can go on YouTube, pull up videos. Hey, this is my grandpa. You know, check out stuff he did. And it's not so much just for the notoriety, but it's a great way to save those memories and friends and family can see those down the road because here you go. You know, you've, you put forth, you know, the video, you've, you know, done what you can to preserve the memories and they're there for everybody and they're saved. And which is super cool to, in a way to think about, you know, down the road, you can always look back to, Oh, I'll check this out. Remember this. And you can pull up the little videos and it's a super cool aspect of it that, you know, some people might not think of. Yeah, Absolutely. I've gotten to the point where I was uh, documenting everything and I was always the one in my friend group who was like taking pictures and videos and stuff. And I've actually gotten to the point where I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I don't want to be constantly on and filming and working. I want to be in those moments with those people 
Mm. Um, you know, I've lost some friends in the industry and it means way more to me to have those meaningful memories with those people in those moments than to have those pictures and videos and all the things of the ride and the event and the this and the that. So um, I've actually scaled back significantly and uh, people who followed me for some time have noticed that as well as um, I've just slowly been working my way out of documenting every aspect of my life and sharing everything. I felt like I was oversharing at one point. And so I had right. to find a balance. And for me, it's enjoying the moment and then maybe posting about it later, you know? So I don't always yeah. film while I'm on the road or I don't always. And sometimes I will take some pictures and videos and it'll just never even make it to the internets. It'll just stay with me and my, you know, my little memory boxes. <laughs> but you have them. And that that's the great part. I know sometimes I'm horrible about not taking even the same thing, not so much to share whether, you know, your Facebook, Instagram, you know, the world of social media, but just having them, you know, on your phone or, you know, saved in the iCloud or, you know, everything now is doing, get all this extra storage. And sometimes yeah. I'm horrible about it, but a lot of times my wife is great about it. You know, she'll be taking all these extra pictures and there's times like, Hey, you know, we'll put up like, was a month ago we were in Idaho for a about a week family vacation. All the kids came. We rented a VRBO on Lake Coeur d'Alene and had a great family getaway. And you know we're doing a little post about it. And she's like, "Well, hey, you know, you want to look at some of the pictures I have?" Which she had way more than I did because I, you get caught up in the moment and some things like you just forget. And you know she's great about taking more pictures and the small little things that sometimes I'm not so good at. Yeah. Which, you know, and even like just, you said, if you don't share them, it's just having them that you can look back on later. And when you're scrolling through, it's like, oh, that was so much fun. Or, you know, put them in a little folder on your phone. And to be able to even just have it to go look back on is so fun. It's just finding the balance. I think um, sometimes you can be too one way or the other, not taking them or taking too much. And um, I don't know. I just had to find the balance for me. And mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty happy with where I'm at today and that. And scaling back quite significantly since I left California for Colorado. And that's the whole point. If you're happy with it and you're enjoying it, then it's a win-win. Yeah, it, it's your, your life. You're in control of it. So you do how you want and people don't like it. Well, have a nice day. <laughs> There's a, well, you're on uh, YouTube. You understand there are some expectations from people, you know, like if yeah. you, do this or you don't do this or you wear this or you don't wear that or you you know it's just like you can never yep. please everyone and at the end of the day as long as you are happy and you and your higher power and a good alignment then you know I think that's yep. all that you can do and just I smile agree. through it and keep that uh positive attitude all the time <laughs> you know like yep. BC says yeah that PMA, PMA. actually yep. I got PMA. A, the, the hug dealer on today Oh, I have one too. I should have worn it. <laughs> I just got back from that ride and I was like, let me just braid my hair again real fast and get on this, this uh, podcast with you. I'm so grateful you had me on. And um, Oh, me too. And it, it was funny when Brad was messaging me. He's like, you got to get in touch. And I look back. It's like, you know, we'd messaged probably six months prior to that. And it just, you know, scheduling could never make it. Like, Dude, that's too funny. I said, we tried months ago, but our schedules, you know, everybody's has lives going. I said, that's too funny. I said, but you know, awesome. And you know, this has been a lot of fun. It's been great. You know, the message, you know, back and forth, you know, we talked a couple times and that's the, 
the best part of this is meeting other people, sharing stories and building friendships. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to actually getting to ride with you and the wife, you know, I hope she gets to join us as well. And um, if you guys do ever come out to Colorado, please let me take you for some barbecue or something. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's, oh, now you speak my language, barbecue. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, we have a really great barbecue place, like walking distance from the dealership. We have a bar and restaurant and a dispensary and a campground in our dealership. And the back of the dealership has a river that runs all along the back in the patio. So it's just like kind of one of those magical places. Like Mm -hmm. there's not much more that you could want. You know, we got the barbecue wafting over and it's just, yeah, it's really nice. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I got to know if when your son comes in time and he gets his bike, do you have a dream, you know, say a two, three day getaway or anything in your mind that you think would just be a great trip that you want to go on? Or you have just a, a hopes that it would happen? Um, in all honesty, it's just a dream, like my vision in my head, you know, because I'm a mom and I'm a woman um, is just like riding down the road with him, like having him ride to you know side by side next to me mm-hmm. down the road like like that to me is just that's the picture in my head that i feel like is manifesting like it's happening like it's going to happen and how rad is that day going to be for all of us including him you know like right just yeah it's pretty special for sure i i can totally understand i remember uh i mean for me my you know, number one riding partner I've spent so many miles with has been my dad. And when me and my son Hayden finally went for, you know, a decent cruise, you know, 50, 60 mile ride, I'd called Setzer Pendants, Jason Setzer, who's on, you know, social media land. And I called him, I said, dude, I, I understand how my dad feels. I said, I get it because for him, he rides with his son too, a chase, you know, they've made that friendship. I said, this is so amazing. You know, look at my mirror. I got my son behind me, you know, and it's like, I totally understand how my dad feels, you know, and the times we had us, it's so freaking cool to, to ride with, you know, your family, whether for me, you know, having my, my other son, you know, he's got his first street bike. My younger son has intentions hopefully next year. And it is, it's such a cool feeling and it's, you really can't put it into words. It's, it's just awesome. And now, you know, it's crazy. He's been, I don't know, what are we three weeks into it? And he's going to take off on a 4,000 mile adventure with me and, 10 days is just awesome. It's going to be so much fun. It's amazing that we get to share the joy of our lives. Like obviously our children are the joy of our life with motorcycling, Mm -hmm. which is also a joy in our life and like putting those together. It's really a family tradition. It's passing on um, valuable moments and memories in our own lives and the values that instilled with our children. So there's responsibility and all the things that, riding a motorcycle entails and taking care of something and, you know, looking out for your person next to you or behind you or, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, all of those values, like to be able to pass those down to our children. I mean, I'm just so like as a parent, right. Like you get to be like, I think I did good here. Like I did a good thing. (laughs) You know, there's so many ways that we can like screw up our kids and like, you know, all the, all the media and all the things about, did you do right as a parent? And at the end of the day, if this is something that I could pass on, I think it's one of the most beautiful things that I can pass on to him. So, yeah. And true. It's like, you know, with my son now, you know, going through class, legally able to ride, like he would get off work and take off for 20, 30 minutes. Or, you know, I'm just going to leave my truck at your house for a few days and you ride back and forth on his bike. It's like, 
you, you realize your head's like, he understands. He's now he's got that bug and it's like, you know, life on two wheels is amazing. And yeah, I mean, he's got experience to grow. You know, he's, he's a new rider, of course, which you expect, but he's learned that passion understands and has seen, it's like, this is just an awesome way to, to travel. To me, I believe, you know, motorcycles are, it's so much more personal as opposed to in a car, all the smells, it's all the little things on a motorcycle that you don't notice in a car because you're confined inside a space and whether your windows are up or whatnot, you just, you don't get it until you're riding behind bars in a way. Yeah, for sure. That and the customization, you know, to the motorcycle, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. maybe I like a fairing or you don't like a, you like a windshield or, you know, you want bags or I want a sissy bar with a bag, you know? And so just like that, that fun piece too, of making it your own while it's a shared activity to do together. I'm a hundred percent sure his bike and my bike are going to look completely different because, you know, different generations and different types of riding. And, you know, he's going to be in a mass city, like a big city area where he's going to be at. And I'm a long haul kind of rider. So I need, you know, different features. And Mm -hmm. that's the beauty too, is just that customization piece and making it your own. And that's what I've said to people. You know, I mean, you see all these different Facebook groups, somebody, you know, I just bought this new bike. What should I do? You know, people ask all these questions and I've, I've said it before. It's like, you know, okay, you got a bike. Think of yourself as an artist. You got a blank canvas, paint your picture and make your own build, you know, paint what you want. And an aspect is, you know, dress it out for you. doesn't matter what, you know, Steve down the road has make that bike fit you and a person, you know, a piece of your personality. And well, and how many different iterations, you know, with the one bike that you've had, you know, for many years, how many different looks and how many different, you know, floorboards or pegs or, you know, handlebar setups have you gone through before you found the one that really matters to you? And I love that it's so customizable and there's so many aftermarket parts and there's so many, you know, options. And then you can just tear it all down and start anew, you know, like that soft tail slim. I had three different iterations of that same bike, you know, and if you look at the progression from like the stock bike to what I actually like sold it last year, um, completely looking different bikes, but it's the same Harley Davidson. And so, yeah, it's really actually fat boy has a question. He's getting ready to go on basically his first big long haul going from Oregon to Sturgis and outfitting his fat boy for traveling. So I know, you know, if you have any suggestions on sissy bars for, you know, motorcycles or whatnot that you found that might've worked for you on your styles. Yeah. So there's actually some really neat ones. What bike does he have? He's got a fat boy at the 30th anniversary. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think it's Karyakin. Don't quote me. has a fold down one. So you could have it as a passenger or a, um, luggage rack. So that's kind of a new, newer model one that's out right now. That's kind of neat. I've seen some really decorative ones, um, with like welding, you know, different designs, which a lot of my girlfriends really like, and it's a more stylistic as opposed to, it's still functional, but it's more style to the functionality of it. Um, and then I always do quick detach personally, just because you don't always at least for me, I don't always want to have that on the back. So the quick um, detach is nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it is, I, I mean, agree. it's an extra part. It's an extra thing. But knowing that like you can get to the hotel and just like, and then, you know, it's in the room or it's, you know, at the campsite and then you can ride more freer, <laughs> more freer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can get, you know, the stripped down version if you're out on the day or, you know, if you're taking off on a few days, then load it up for touring. I mean, you got the best of both worlds when you can go both ways with it. Exactly. You know, and then have it on there. I personally, especially on that model, I would look at the back bunking bars because it can be used for like leg extensions. So I actually, you know how like most people put their feet forward. I actually mm -hmm. can like bend my knee and it acts as a passenger foot peg it acts as like um, additional like rider foot position that goes backwards so you can stretch your um, hip area because like hip flexors get real tight when you're in that seated position at all times. Mm -hmm. um, so I like those back bunking bars and it's also another way that you can like hook in like netting to hold down additional luggage if you don't have right. a passenger. Um, but it could also be used as passenger foot pegs. So I really dig those, and that was one of the things that I'll be adding to my Dyna as well. It's just very multifunctional for longer road trips. So actually, I mean, he was asking, it is a Kiryak and a quick release, or does it attach? Can you mount it to the quick release? Yes. Yes. I think it has a quick release, actually. I'll, I'll send you guys the link. And it, okay. Don't quote me. I think it is Kiryakin, but it could be another brand. All right. Yeah, if you want to you know, shoot it to me or you can him on Instagram or whatnot, I, you know, I can send it to me either way and we'll yeah. get it to him. So I'd be happy to, I'd oh, be awesome. happy to. I do a lot with parts and bikes. And even though I'm not on the sales team per se, I do help with a lot of different departments and motor clothes and helmets and different things. So I get to see a lot of the new stuff that comes through. So it's pretty rad. Yeah. Awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. I know who I need to call when I got questions. Hey, I'm looking at doing this. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't know everything, but if I don't, I'm happy, happy, happy to like refer you to someone who knows more than me. And there are a lot of people who know more than me. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, shoot. Thanks for, you know, taking time. And I know you had a crazy stressful day and it's just been, it was funny last night. I never got the link. I'm like, well, because it's, it's Sunday. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. weekends. I understand mine's been a, it's been a long weekend for me, you know, doing my, my other hobby of baseball and everything going on. So I, I was, I made me a good laugh. I chuckled. Yeah. I had gotten back from live fast. And the day I flew back home, I had a couple girlfriends staying with me at my home. They were here for the moto camp out. And then I had the moto camp out as well as work this week. And I was just like, I know it's coming up this podcast. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to, you know. I was like, send me the link. And then. I'm glad we got to connect. I'm so happy. Me too. This to has been a lot you. of fun. Yeah, for sure. And um, I hope to see you out on the road. I hope someday our cross paths, our cross, geez, our paths cross soon. Uh, that'll be awesome. Be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, so why don't you, you know, go ahead and uh, let everybody know where they can follow all your adventures, kind of, you know, promote yourself, if you will. I am just um, Instagram that girl underscore go go i do have a small itty bitty youtube um it's called on the road with that girl go go and it it's hit and miss sometimes i'll post something i don't think i posted anything on there in like a year um i definitely have the footage to do it if somebody wants to like volunteer or i could pay them to like edit my film for me that would be great <laughs> um but until that day happens it's just kind of you can follow it but it 
is like, surprise, there's a video. Um, and that's just what it is. But you can always find me at Durango Harley Davidson. I'm the experiential manager there. You can always find me on the road and at Four Corners Motorcycle Rally this September Labor Day weekend. Yes, I wish I could come, <laughs> come down there. Maybe next year. I'm, I'm working on it. Trying to I figure out my. Brad might be coming down, so maybe. You I, can hop I on know. That. I was kind of. I, I was looking at that idea. Yeah. yeah. Trying to well, plan out my you know V twin life on the road for next year. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and next awesome. year for Four Corners Rally is the 30th anniversary. And it'll be bigger and better than ever. So this year That'd we have awesome. like um, the brawl and unknown stunt teams coming with Monster Energy as well as all the other fun things and vendors. We have AMA racing this year, which is fun. We do a hill climb, which you could even participate in the hill climb. And I used to do that a lot in my younger years. I traveled all over the West Coast hill climbing. I'm just saying, you could totally <laughs> yeah. come do it. Um, if not this year, we do hope to see you next year for our 30th anniversary. So. That would be awesome. So, hey, yeah. thanks so much for taking time out of your night and coming on. Everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in. Don't forget... Have fun, ride safe, enjoy those open roads, and uh, we'll catch you very soon. We're going to actually, why well, I totally forgot about it, be no podcast for like two weeks. As I, we got the Moto Vlog meetup, and then the following weekend, I'm gone in Sturgis for the Hokahay. So there's going to be a little two-week hiatus, but hopefully we're going to get a bunch of content made up and uh, get some more stuff put on the channel. And uh, we'll be seeing you guys soon. So we'll uh, thanks for road. tuning in. Thanks, Gogo, for hanging out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh We'll catch you all soon.